0: our Our House series, as you could probably tell from the song and that slide. Now, growing up, I have some memories of my childhood home. And um, one of them was what would happen in my childhood home when my mother knew the guests were coming to that home. Now, you might already know what I'm referring to, because maybe your mother is the same way. But she thought that if someone came to our house, it needed to look as if no one lived there. It needed to be E-Mac-U-Lit. And so she would always come to us like the week before if people were staying with us, if they were just coming for dinner, and they say to me and my sister, we have to clean the house the good way, okay? Does this mean something to you? Because we knew what it meant, all right? There was, my mom would say, we need to straighten the house. That basically means throw everything under a bed. Who cares? We'll clean it. It's not a big deal. And then there's we have to clean the good way. And this basically meant that me and my sister were kissing our weekends goodbye because they would be filled with cleaning. And the things that she wanted were unreasonable, okay? Sure, vacuum, mop, whatever. She wanted us to get down on our hands and knees and wipe the baseboards clean, okay? Wipe the baseboards clean. Who, wipe, who checks the baseboard? Who, looks at the, who goes into a house, swipes across and goes, oh, dust, we're leaving. I've we can't never noticed the dirty
1: baseboard. Why?
0: Why? But Rebecca know. Roseberry, she did. And that was part of cleaning the good way. And I saw a TikTok and it spoke to my soul, okay, on this matter. Let's check it out.
2: Sorry, I didn't want to press your doorbell. There was way too much dust on it. It's good to see you, though. Do you even own a mob? Disgusting.
3: Is your dishwasher broken?
2: wouldn't believe this place. And as I thought, the oven's filthy. (laughs) What a shock. Unmade bed.
0: Who cares if a bed is made, okay? I've never made my bed, unless my mom asked me to. I still don't, as in a a grown woman, You get right back into it the the next night. And throw pillows? What a waste of time, okay? What a waste of life. I don't do it, but I do have them, okay? But that was how she was. She wanted everything clean, as if someone was going to come into her house and photograph evidence of filth, all right? And then another thing that she said is, we needed to be on our best behavior. Now my mother was a southern gal, okay, and what this meant is that if my grandparents come, we weren't allowed to say yeah, we weren't allowed to say no, what did we have to say? Yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir, you're not allowed to say huh, you're not allowed to say what, you have to say, I'm sorry, please say that again. She had all of these rules and these manners of how we needed to act when guests came, Why? because she wanted to make a good impression. She wanted people to think that when they came into our home that she had a nice home with two girls that listened to her, which we did for the most part, and they were very, very well behaved. Now, who can relate? Whose mothers are the same way? Okay, do any of your moms actually say the phrase clean the good way? Okay, so this is a real thing. All right, it's not just my mom. All right, now here's the thing. We're talking about how 4640 is our home. It's our house, how we can feel safe and comfortable here, how we can look at each other as if we are family, and we want that to be the case. But we also, when we come into our house, we kind of need to behave as if it's one of those days where a guest is arriving, where we kind of want to be on our best behavior, where we kind of want to make sure that the place looks as good as it possibly can. Why? Because there is a guest that comes every single week that needs to be honored and that needs to be welcomed into this place. It says in Matthew 18, 20, where two or three gather together in my name, there I am among them. Now, how many people are there in here? About 100 or so. So you know that his presence, his spirit is in here, especially because we're talking about him. We're worshiping him. We are praying to him. And so I know that I know that I know that his his presence is here in this room tonight. And the truth is that this is our house, but it's also his house. So how do we make him feel welcome? How do we make him feel as if he can be at home here too? Now something about 4640 is it doesn't look like a church. It doesn't look like a place of worship or a temple. You go and you look at these sites where other people do their religious activities and their things of worship, and they have like beautiful columns and stained glass windows and there are Oftentimes, pews, maybe it's different, beautiful, ornate pictures of old people for whatever reason. We don't know exactly. But when we walk into there, we think, okay, this feels very religious. It feels very sacred. When you walk into that room, you are like, okay, I need to be on my best behavior in here because this obviously means a lot to the people that built it. Well, the same needs to be true for 4640 as well. We don't have old people paintings. We don't have stained glass windows. We have nachos. We have couches. We have a spider jump. And that does not make 4640 any less sacred. That does not make it any more or less filled with his presence. It just means it's more intimate and was built specifically for each and every one of you. Last week, Pastor Sean and Pastor Brittany had an amazing message that talked about how this is our home and we are family and when you join this family we want you to feel at home here but tonight we're going to be talking about how our home is also his home and how that should change the way that we look at this place
1: that's right so this is our this is our house but it's also his house it's like your your house that you live in it's your house but parents are the ones that pay the mortgages or pay the rent or whatever. It's it's really their house. It's your house until all of a sudden you start breaking some rules or putting up an attitude. Then all of a sudden it's no longer your house. And they start saying, if you're going to stay under my house, live in this house, you'll do this, this, and this, right? And so we have some people in here. Uh, We call them blue team because on middle school night, and many of you guys used to go to middle school night, we all wore those blue shirts with the, the 4640 symbol on it. Well, we went up to high school and we said, well, we don't want to wear blue shirts on high school night because I don't want to have to wear blue shirts that many times and match Madeline that many times in a week, even though it's usually twice. We one, match
0: all the time. One
1: like, Wednesday is obviously because we wear the we blue do. shirt. Some other day, somehow though, yeah. we end up like matching. It was a miracle that we didn't I'm enough. super
0: glad we didn't. That would have been yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Right. Anyway,
1: uh, so we call them blue team, but it's really just the adults in the room, okay? And these adults in the room are all here because they know that this is God's house, and they're here for a few different reasons. The first reason is is they want to make sure that you have fun. They want to make sure that you're at your house here. That, that you have some fun. So they're going to help you. And if you want to go uh, hang out on the Wipeout, or if you want to go Hungry Hippos, or you want to go to Drop, and it's not set up, come find one of us as adults, and one of us on the blue team, and we will get it set up for you. We'll turn it on, and we'll start running. For I would gladly run Wipeout for you. It is my, it brought, it revived my love for ministry again, because I just love seeing that arm take you out at the feet, and watching your face just crash right into the path. You're pads, not okay? supposed to see okay. that. I said it. Now, <laughs> that's what we're here for, though. We're here to run those things. We're here to make sure that you have fun. We're also, but we're also here to make this, and we want this to feel like your house. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable here. So fun, yes. But also we want to make sure that you feel safe. We want to make sure that you have somebody to pray with you. That if you've brought something in here and you have something you want to talk about or deal with, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk with you about it. We're here to connect with you uh, by be maybe like a, if you want to talk to somebody about more things or get into a group of people, we have small groups at the end of services. And if you want to get into a small group, come find one of us on Blue Team and we can get you set up in a group of people that are like, like you and, and want to talk about more things besides just maybe what we're talking about right now. And so they're here for that. And number three, so they're here to make sure that it's you have fun. They want to make sure that this place feels like your house. But number three is they want to make sure that this place still feels like God's house, that this is God's house. So they're going to do that a few different ways. One, they're just going to be here and they're going to be great examples of how we all should act here in 4640. When you look at them during worship, they're not going to be hanging out talking to their friends. They're going to be engaged. They're going to be singing along. Their hands are going to be lifted up. They're going to be jumping and dancing around. They're going to be singing. They're going to be doing all of that stuff. They're also, they're going to be listening during the message. They're going to be laughing at our jokes. Please laugh at our jokes. Uh, they're going to be doing all that stuff. And sometimes, though, they need their, their job, our, the adult's job in the room, is to make sure that we act like this is God's house. And when someone comes to your house, okay, they might not know all of the rules. Now, I'm pretty sure there's common rules for everybody's house. Like, a common rule is to not, like, walk in with a bat and start breaking things in someone else's house. That's a pretty, that's not even a rule, but it it, it is a rule, it's an unspoken rule, but everybody knows, and so there's those, but there are also house rules. Everybody has different house rules, then you walk into their house, you can do this and you can't do that, and so you don't get mad at a person for breaking a rule they didn't know, And, and you don't ask someone to leave because they didn't know the no shoes rule. If somebody, a friend of yours walks into the house, and they walk into your house and there's a no shoe rule, but they didn't know that and they walk on into your house, you're not going to yell and scream at them and kick them out. Why would you do that? But you, you might ask somebody to leave and you might be frustrated with them if they came in and they broke the no food fight rule and they decided to start a food fight at the dinner table. That's just a rule everybody knows. Now, one person was ignorant. One person just didn't know the no shoe rule. They didn't mean to break a rule, but they just chose to walk in and they accidentally, and all of a sudden, you're gonna go, hey, hey, I'm sorry, there's a no-shoe rule, would you mind taking off your shoes? They're gonna go, oh yeah, that's no problem. The other person, though, was just straight disrespectful. They knew that they shouldn't have a food fight in the middle of dinner, but they still did it, and that's kind of the difference between how we can expect the uh, the, the adults in the room, the blue team, to approach you. If we feel like we've never seen you before, if this is your first time here, your first couple times, we're gonna go, oh, they probably didn't know the rule, so I'm gonna to talk to them about it. And we show these rules uh, every week at the beginning of service. I have a bag of M&Ms to anybody who can tell me who did the rules during the countdown today. Who was it, first? Who said you, who said you? Caden, I, I think Kaden did. It,
0: ah! That was the correct answer, you? Yeah. Okay, because Brock said Sean so confidently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying, okay? If you don't know the rules here, I'm going to explain them, but also pay attention to the videos. If you don't know what's going to happen, it literally says, worship's coming up next. Here's what you should do. The message is coming up. Here's what... We don't just show those videos for filler. We show those so that you, if yours is your first time here, your first couple times, you can actually learn what to do. But we're going to approach you, and if we feel like, oh, they just don't know the rule, we're going to remind you of that rule. And if you go, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't know that rule, or oh, yeah, I forgot, cool. But if all of a sudden you come in and you do something that clearly is not just an ignorant rule, but you should know better than to do something like that, we're going to come at you with a a little bit more, hey, this is God's house, and we're going to protect this house because this is your house, but this is also God's house. And Blue Team might ask you to follow some of our rules. I'm going to go over the rules again just in case you didn't know. Our first rule is just listen. That's all we're asking is just listen, okay? It's just when we're talking, and it's not because we think what we're saying is so important we want you to listen to us, but some of this stuff could really affect you in such a positive way. God, we believe what we're reading, when we're reading God's word or we're singing these songs, those are straight from the Bible and what God can do in that is so huge. So we just ask that hey, you listen. Another one is we know you're not texting your mom. So we, it's it's not like we want to be like, hey, no cell phones in the room. We don't want it to be like school where it's like, hey, you must have your phone put away at all times. But at the same time, we understand. I, I understand a phone can be a distraction so much. Like like Matt will be talking to me, and all of a sudden something will happen on my phone, and I completely stop listening to her because all of a sudden something happened on my phone.
0: It's not even his phone. Like a butterfly could go by a car. It's a pretty butterfly. <laughs> anything. It's a beautiful anything butterfly.
1: Really. All right, but we don't want your phone to be a distraction. That's all we're saying. If you're gonna look up the verse and you wanna save it, absolutely get your phone out and save the verse or take a shot of something on the screen. We want you to do that stuff, but also we want you to be here, in this room, present with us. Uh, We also ask you to just be respectful. It's kinda like the idea of if you were in a guest house and they said, hey, we have a no-shoe rule, and if you're just like, okay, great, I'll take off my shoes, that's called being respectful. No fighting, it's just like school. Like if you have threats of violence or if you fight at school, you're out, it's the same way here. We, this is a place where we want everyone to feel safe. And then we also ask that you keep your hands to yourself. Okay. All I'm saying is that if this is our house, but we're also saying this is his house, and he is our heavenly father, this is his house too. I don't think you would act the same way if you were like sitting in a living room with your parents in the same room, all right? How would you be behaving with your special someone? All right, you're gonna be doing, you're gonna be following Like a certain set of standards. It's the same standards here, okay? I know it's dark in some of these weird corners, but don't get weird, okay? Jesus is still here, please.
0: It's not that dark.
1: It's not that dark, okay? (laughs) Now, blue team, our adults here. We just want to chill. We just want to be here with you guys. We just want to be here for you guys. But we also love God. And we wanna make sure that he feels honored and respected and we care about this place. And we care enough about you to make sure that you're not gonna miss anything by by doing something you're not supposed to because this is our house, but it's also his house.
0: So when you come into 4640, the service starts at seven. The first thing we do is an announcement sketch. So that's where Sean comes up here and he um, tells you about, yeah, he wears a crop top where he has the big pad where he draws illustrations. That's basically our fun way of communicating information to you. Then we go into our second part of the service, which is our time of worship. Now, this is a three-song set. It's what we just did, and it is called Praise and Worship. Now, some of you haven't been here a ton. Some of you have been here for years. If you haven't been here very many times, when you walk into that worship set, I completely understand. You were like, what? What are, what are we doing? Is this a concert? What am I supposed to do with my hands? Why are people raising their hands? Why are we singing these words? Why are people closing their eyes? Like, I understand that can be a very weird setting to walk into. And so I would love to explain kind of what's going on and what we're doing when we're part of this 4640 family during the time of worship to honor him in his house. So the first thing when we're singing these praise and worship songs is we are going through tons of different emotions and things that we're bringing to God. And so that's what's cool about worship is it's pretty versatile. We're basically expressing our feelings to him. So those feelings can be adoration or reverence. I mean, he is the almighty God. That should entail some reverence for him. It can also be thankfulness and appreciation. You're thinking about all of the things that he's given you. How good of a father he has been and when you're singing those words It's expressing that thankfulness. It can be joy or celebration. We're doing our praise songs and we're dancing and we're celebrating. That's what we're doing is we're being joyful in Jesus' presence. Another thing that can sometimes come out during those worship settings is mourning, sadness, frustration, weight, and depression, and things that are really, really hard. That worship set is the perfect time to bring those things to Jesus, to lay them at his feet and say, yeah, things aren't perfect, but I know that you can help me so much better than I ever could. And I know that there are still things in my life that are worth celebrating for that you have given me. And so worship can be so versatile because it can meet you wherever you're at and give you that 15 minutes of time with Jesus to bring those motions, to bring that expression to him. It's your opportunity to do those things. Psalm 34, three says, join me in giving glory to the Lord. Let us honor him together. Worship is very individual. It's all about you and Jesus and his presence in that moment. It's not about anyone else. But I love is something so powerful when you walk into a room full of teenagers worshiping all together. Something unlike anything else, even the adult service I feel like doesn't compare to when our teenagers, to when you guys are worshiping. And I think that's why camp is so special Because all of us are in it together, we're all worshiping, we're all showing that reverence or that respect for God, and that can be the same thing here, and it has been the same thing here. I am so proud of how you guys worship on a week-to-week basis. It is so cool to see, and there's something so awesome about when we do it together. It's our home. It should feel comfortable. It should be natural, and maybe it isn't at first, and I totally understand that, but sometimes that's the reason why we do it because it's not comfortable, because it's putting his comfort above ours. Psalm 50 23 says, but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. So sometimes worship is fun and it feels good and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we're tired. Sometimes circumstances aren't perfect and we're wondering where God is. Regardless, he's saying, give thanks. Worship. Show me that sacrifice. Put my comfort above yours and I will show up in a big, big way. At 4640, if you are part of the family, that means that you are worshipers. 4640, we are worshipers. And if you're newer, may not click yet, and that is okay. All we ask is that you just stand quietly. We ask you not to sit because, again, be respectful. Be respectful. You can just stand and sit there quietly. That's all you have to do. But something that's not what happens, sometimes we don't understand why we need to be quiet. And so here's what I would say. Remember, 4640, it doesn't look like a church. It doesn't look like a temple or a place of worship. I understand that. So let's pretend that you're walking into a place of worship for any other religion. You're going in and you see pews and you see the different things that indicate, okay, this is a temple of worship. Imagine that they are doing whatever their worship looks like for their God and you are deciding that you wanna talk over it, you wanna laugh, you wanna giggle, and you wanna try and make your friends laugh. You might be saying, well, it's fine because I don't really believe in that, in their God. I don't really believe in their form or their expression of worship. That's fine. But how disrespectful to those people that do? It's rubbing it in their face. It's being so uncool and so unfair to them. And so you might be saying, yeah, I come here, but I don't really know if I believe in God. I don't really know if I believe in expressing myself in that way in worship, and that's totally okay. But don't rub it in the face of everyone else who is trying to. Remember, this is their temple, this is their house, this is his house, this is their place of worship. And you never wanna be the person that makes fun of that or that takes advantage of that. And that's why Blue Team will sometimes correct you. That's why sometimes it seems like we're a little bit hard on you if you are doing those things during worship because we really do see it that way. We really do take it that seriously. And so I'm sorry if it's come off like we're being kinda harsh. I'm sorry if you didn't know better, but now you do. No more excuses. We are worshipers. Once you're a part of this family, you raise your hands. You kneel, you sing the words, you jump around and dance. You are safe here. It is your home and it is safe to express yourself during worship. I always remember when I was a kid, me and my sister would do performances for our parents. So we would come up with a song that we loved, we'd memorize the words and we would perform a dance to it. Now, don't act like you're too cool and you never did it. I know that each and every one of you did, okay? I did
1: karate demonstrations. You did karate
0: demonstrations. Uh, I I never
1: took one class of karate, but I watched a lot of kung fu movies. Okay,
0: cool. I sang um, Miranda Lambert, oddly enough. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the song Um, But it was not a child-friendly song, but that was what I performed in front of my parents And I remember I wasn't a good singer. I wasn't a good dancer. Joe probably wasn't that good at karate He would he could have sang well, you know, because he's so good at everything You know, you're so good at karate, but we we weren't the best at it, but our parents laughed They loved it. They recorded it because they were so, so proud. And we didn't feel insecure. We didn't feel silly by doing it. We felt like we were the coolest people in the world. Well, that's how it should feel here too. This is your home. And when you're worshiping, you're just singing and you're dancing before your father and nobody else. No one's judging you. No one's looking at you. And if they are making fun of you, don't worry. We'll handle it for you, okay? You are safe here to express yourself in worship and that's what we do because this is his house.
1: So we do worship. And then the last thing we do here at 4640 is, is we do a message. This is kind of what we're doing right now. This is a little bit different of a message. We just really felt like we want to make sure that going into the school year and everybody kind of comes back from the summer and their vacations, we just want to make sure everybody's on the same page about what this place looks like and what it can be if we are all on the same page. So we go into worship and then we go into the message. Now this is different. This is different than going to school and hearing the teacher talk about a, a subject. This is different than watching a TED Talk. This is different than watching a YouTube on video. There is a a weight to what we're doing up here because this is us attempting to tell you about God's word, to help you understand God's word. And, And honestly, that's a tall order for us. We take it really serious. We don't come up here and just wing it. We don't just come up here and start talking because we want to make sure that we have something that you need to understand. And back in the day, it was different. So back in the day, like, the Bible times, there was one dude in the, in the entire city who knew, like, the Bible, who even had a copy of, of the Bible. And everybody had to go to this one place once a week, and they had to make sure that they could hear him read the Bible. They didn't have their own Bibles at home. They didn't have it on their phones. They didn't have any of those things. And so they had to make sure they got there. And they had this person read the Bible and then teach them the Bible. And they had church once a week. And then they also would have something maybe like a family gathering at home, and they had a bunch of uh, maybe moments like that at home. But today, it's different. You have the Bible any, anytime, anywhere. If you have a cell phone or an iPad or a, whatever, you have a, an, a Bible in your phone. You, everybody should have the YouVersion app downloaded. You don't even have to read the Bible. You can just listen to the Bible if you download that app. And so we understand that it's a little bit different. You can listen to a sermon at any time. You can go on YouTube. You can do all of that. You can watch this church service online. But 4640, we want to make sure that you're getting here once a week. Maybe your family doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. Maybe he does, they're not saved yet. And maybe there's not anything going on. So we want to make sure that you're coming here and hearing what God has to say. The importance to listen to teaching, uh, the teaching of God's word. Why? Because... You don't know everything. To be honest, I don't know everything. I still listen to sermons all the time. I, I don't know it all. I'm listening to people who are much smarter than me. Every Sunday, I'm, I'm listening to the, whatever sermon we, we on it from Pastor Hooper or Pastor Tim or Pastor Jail. I'm listening to other churches or pastors from other churches because I don't, I don't know everything. And as much as I could read the Bible and, and dig in, there's still other things that other people are going to say that are going to go like, oh, that moment. And I know, I know, I bet you a lot of you have had that moment where we were preaching and you were just like, did they like read my text messages or something? Because this is exactly what I've been going through and they're talking about it. And that's not us. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit speaking into you and and using, using us to be able to teach and help you go through what you want. And our job is to teach you. And it, it says it really clear in 2 Timothy, it says, preach the word of God, be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. So that's what we're supposed to do here. Sometimes we have to correct. Sometimes we have to say, hey, uh, the way you're acting or, or the way this is going on, it's not right. Sometimes we have to cause you to change. And other times we just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, that we love you, that you're awesome and you're doing a great job. But this isn't always easy. And it's fascinating. The next verse of here, I think it's talking about something that's happening like right now, it says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and a wholesome teaching. I think anybody hears the word wholesome, they immediately think of like some sort of Mennonite with like the hat on their head and like the long denim dress, okay? That's just how I, but, but it says this, that they no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them Whatever their itching ears want to hear, they will reject the truth and chase after myths. And sometimes, guys, when we're up here, that's what we feel like we're fighting. That as much as we we read the Bible and we're literally saying, this is what the Bible says, somebody out in the crowd is going, well, this TikTok said this. Or they're going, well, my friend who read that one thing, they didn't read anything. They watched another TikTok and they're trying to relay it like they knew, whatever it is, we're fighting against that. We're talking about, we're fighting against a YouTuber who believes all these conspiracies, whatever it is, we're fighting against it. And sometimes it's so easy nowadays to get information and you don't always know if it's true. You don't always know if what they're saying is right and honorable and what we are doing up here. And this is why it's so important to come every week and to listen to these messages and listen to God's words, because we're doing our best to show you this is what God's word is saying and give you a little bit of truth based in that. Now, this matters. And what we're saying is God's word. Not, and we're not us. This isn't about us. This is about what we are telling you, that this is God's word. And it's more important than school, sports. It's more important than any of that stuff. It's God's word. And if it's God's word, then we need to make sure that it's a priority in our life that we're getting here every week. This right here, okay? This is our little Sabbath. This is our little family gathering. We're gonna eat, maybe it's nachos. We're gonna, we're gonna sing together and we're gonna learn together. This is what we are. This is our house and this place is for you. But more importantly, this is God's house. It's our house because it is God's house. So when we come, it's all about him. When we come, it's all about him. Our focus is on Him. We're here to meet with Him. We're here to experience Him. We're here to worship Him, to connect with Him, to learn about Him, and to receive from Him. And it's about Him, even if you're coming into this room with something heavy, even if you're coming into this room with something hard going on in your life, it still needs to be about Him. It's about giving it to Him. It's about letting him handle it, coming to an adult here in this room and letting us pray with you about it. And maybe you've been treating this place just different. Maybe you come here because something's going on in your life. Maybe you come because there's nothing else to do. Maybe you come because just just your friends come and you've been treating it like something else. You've been treating it just like a mall. I treat it like a mall because it's just a place to hang out. Or I treat it like a, a school and it's just a place, I, I, I learned some stuff. It's just a place I learn. I treat it just like my own house because it's just a place where I feel safe. We kind of want it to be all of those things. But first and foremost, we need to come back. We need to come back to the idea that it's God's house. And that means we come, we walk through those doors with, with a sense of honor and respect. And it's not this idea that if we don't, then, uh, that all of a sudden it's 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 like our parents would do and they're gonna they're gonna kick us out. God loves you and He and He wants to accept you the way you are, but we do want to make sure that we all view this place, like Pastor Madeline said, that this is this is a sanctuary, that this right here is an altar unto the Lord where we we bring uh, all the things, our our sacrifices of praise, of worship to him. But yeah, there's wipe out and spider jump and hungry hippos and nachos and and, and all the fun things and, and it's so different but it's still this is first and foremost this needs to be God's house so I want you to think about close your eyes for just a second I just want you to think for a moment how do you see this place how do you see this place I see this as an opportunity to hang out with my boyfriend or girlfriend I see this as an opportunity to hang out with some friends. I see this as an opportunity to have a couple laughs. I see this as an opportunity to have some fun. But first, this needs to be God's house. We gotta come back to the idea that this is first and foremost his house. That we gotta lay everything else down, that we gotta remember this is about him and all those other things this place can be, but not first. So, what we're gonna do in just a second, we're gonna we're gonna stand up and we're gonna come forward and we're gonna just sing a song. And as we're singing this song, I just want you to think about what you've put in front of God maybe here just in this place or in your own life where you've said I've, I've let this place become something more than God's house or I've let my life my own heart be something other than God's house and I want to come back to him so if you would let's stand up and let's come forward and let's sing So anytime, guys, we come back. We come back to this place. We come back to him. We make sure this place is his house. It's our house because it's his house. Amen. Let me pray for you guys. Father God, pray in the name of Jesus, that you would unite us, Father Lord, that you would bring us together, God, as, as the body of Christ, God, as, as we are a family here at 4640, that anyone here, God, would feel welcomed, welcome, fulfilled. Like they have a home here in this place, God, because of us. But God, also most importantly, because of you, they would find you and experience you in a special way, God. I pray, Lord, that as we come back every week, God, to this place, Lord, that we would continue to grow together and grow closer to you, God. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640GJ.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.